You guys, welcome back to the Adventures of Living. This is Michelle, and we are still on season three, episode number eight. And I have not recorded a podcast since May, and I'll tell you why. Not long after, or maybe even around May, we had decided to um, sell one of our homes. So over the course of the summer and um, kind of throughout a, like very early fall, we were getting the house that we moved into ready and our other home for sale. And now our home number one is officially on the market. So I have time to record and we're going to call episode number eight, What is Up? We'll see you in a second. Welcome back. So episode number eight, season three, what is up from Michelle with the adventures of living. I'm going to start from now and work my way back a little bit in time um, to get you up to speed. So we have moved to a new city and um, incidentally, the um, just is what's going on in Western Washington right now. The air quality, it sucks. I think the air quality index today is at like 192. And it just looks like when you look outside or when you're driving around, walking around, that there's just like this dense fog sitting over the city. And um, yeah, so my um, thoughts go out to all the people that are fighting fires, anybody that's been impacted by that. Um, that sits heavy on our heart. That sucks. We're hoping in the next couple days that it clears out a little bit. All the kids at school have been banned from like doing outdoor activities and um, let's pop open a cold one here. I'm going to get my, I don't know. I think the smoke is getting in my throat a little bit. I don't have COVID. I'm not sick, but it's just, you just kind <clears> of <throat> always clearing your throat. So we've moved to the city that um, my husband lived in, in his prior life when he was uh, in school younger. And um we're very fortunate that in our exact neighborhood that where we live, the neighbors to the right and left of us were the same neighbors that when um, his father moved, lived here. So they all know us and we've been coming here for quite so many years um, working on the house on the weekends. And so they know our children and um, overall it's a much better location um, as far as raising children than where we were before. Um, we were on a corner lot before in a busy neighborhood and now we're in a cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac. <laughs> but you say cul-de-sac. Do you say cul-de-sac? Cul Maybe that's how you're supposed to say it. Cul-de-sac. So now that I've got my words right, we have lived here for a couple of months and because it is a little bit smaller of a town, you kind of notice things differently than I did before. When we were living in the other city, like uh, stores and shopping and amenities are spread out all over. So you're going back and forth across the freeway. And um, in the town that we live in now, pretty much everything is in this similar area. And um, so you maybe see the same people over and over again. And I'm getting this consensus. So I've been to Massachusetts once. So I'm not going to pass complete judgment on the driving, but this is something that I love about Massachusetts and maybe my New England 
people would know, would recognize this, that when you're out in traffic, like you honk your horn if someone hasn't moved or on a green light or um, there's just like more of a rush. So like you stop at a stop sign and if somebody's not going when it's their turn, you get your horn honked. That doesn't happen so much in Washington state. I think people um, will always use their horns more in an anger way if that makes sense, like, oh, you cut me off. So now I'm going to honk at you, Uh, you know, like it's used more for that. I don't hear so many. um, So the other day, this is what I'm getting at. um, I'm, I pick up my child from school and I drive. It's something I could walk to, but I have the little kid. So just driving is a little easier. And I'm in the situation where I need to pull out um, on the side road where I'm just going to basically sit for a few minutes because school gets out. There's just like tons of traffic everywhere. And, um, I put my blinker on because my children are securely in the car and I'm ready to pull out of like my parking spot out into the road. Cars go by another car goes by and like, there's this lineup of vehicles and nobody's like letting me in. So I kind of edge out a little bit and maybe like one car gets to go through the intersection every, like, it's crazy because just like, from the moment school gets out, traffic is just like bad. It's like one car goes through the intersection and maybe like three or four minutes later, another car gets to go. Cause mind you, we're also in front of a crosswalk that has the crossing guard. So you just kind of, you sit and wait and we're all sitting and waiting and we all are in a hurry just to get home basically. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know if someone's going to a job. I don't know what your deal is. So I made the decision. There was a gap between two vehicles that was, half the length of my car that I would pull out. And then incidentally, the car in front of me or, or a few cars in front of us left um, the intersection. They were able to get out. And so that left me room to fully pull all the way forward. Now, mind you, I had had my blinker on. There had been like three or four parents that drove by, drove past me and there's like, there was no, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm anticipating some kind of courteous, like, oh, you want to get out. I'll let you get out. You can go in front of me, um, whatever. And I, it's kind of like when you're merging onto the freeway, if you're in the collector receiver lane, you have to do the right thing. You have to let people go and not go. And I guess blinkers don't matter so much out here. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I noticed that. So I go in front of this lady and I didn't like cut her off, but like, I think she thought I cut her off because we're all still just sitting there waiting. There's no movement in the lane after that car went a few cars ahead of us. And she was upset. She did the whole, like, you know, when you look back in your rearview mirror and someone's like mad, I've been that person before, whatever. And then like, I'm driving down the road today and there's a road that's been newly created. It was never there before. It's a new side road and it's been open for probably a year. And the last couple months it's closed because they're doing construction. They're building all these Amazon buildings out in this area and the road's closed. It has like a no enter sign. It's totally closed. And so this guy, he's like, he's in front of me. Um, he's approaching that road and he's going to make the left to turn down that road. And he's, and, and your other option is to continue going straight to a lit intersection where there's uh, traffic lights and he gets to that road and he stops 
puts his blinker on and then looks over to the left. Like he couldn't notice approaching that the road is closed and he sees that it's closed. And like, you see him throw his arms up in the air and then he has to like pull forward. So I get this. I don't know. Maybe it was occurring in the city that I lived in before, but I didn't notice it as much because I was driving all over the place. And now there's like four roads. So I notice and maybe all of us are like that all over the country. This like disgruntled person in the car. I don't know what that is. And I'm just like, you know, I, I converse with my husband all the time because I notice where we've moved to, there seems to be a, like a different demographic of people. We're in a community that seems to have a lot of like, what you would consider like starter homes or um, uh, rentals. There's a lot of rentals in our neighborhood. Um, and we're in the valley a little bit. So um, yeah, it's just, there's, I just notice it and I'm, I'm not passing judgment on people because we're all going through our own. Um, we're all riding the same wave together. I've said that before or whatnot, but it's just like so many grumpy people. And maybe there was so many grumpy people in the other city that I lived in, but I just wasn't, I was too busy to notice it. And now that we just have one house to, well, we're trying to sell a house. So we have that house to worry about, but we're not like working on it anymore. But I just like have the time now, I guess, to like notice how upset people are and like people are, I don't know. I don't know if they're stuck in this rut where they feel like just being disgruntled is like the way, you know, I like to smile at people and say hi. And I thank people. And I, I say, excuse me when I walk in front of people. Um, but like, it's a hit or miss out here with, with this community that we live in, um, with people being like that. Um, but you know what? I'm going to make sure that I never wake up. And when I leave my house for the day, I mean, I'm going to have expectations that people follow the law, like the law of like the road or the law of the land. But as far as like, um, you know, if somebody deems my driving not up to their par, then like, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to let it get to me. There's a lot of accidents that happen too in our neighborhood because we have train tracks. And since we have lived here, you know, the city buses and the school buses, they stop for trains and they've been doing that since there's been school buses and city buses. And they teach us that in driver's ed. Um, when we're little kids driving with our parents, we see that. But um, I think there's a lot of distracted drivers and there's been two vehicles since we've lived here. And again, we've only lived here for a couple of months that have rear-ended one rear-ended a city bus and one rear-ended a school bus. And um, I feel like I, I'm not like a crime scene investigator, but I feel like that's like the distracted driving. We see that so much. I've seen it so much in so many places. Um, when we ride our electric unicycles, we are, um, we're standing up above cars so we can see inside of cars, not normally like trucks because they're a little bit, they're about the same height as us, but 
so we're when we're up on our EUCs, we can see inside cars and you know, so many people are looking down on their phones. I was making a um where was I what was I doing? I was gonna make a left-hand turn out of a neighborhood and this lady drove by. No, yeah, I was making the left-hand turn and this lady drove by. And from the moment that I saw her face, like that I could recognize that there was a person in that car and I wear glasses, but I, with my glasses on, I have very good eyesight until she drove past me the entire time her head was down. I'm assuming looking at her phone, unless she's like freaking looking at her crotch or something. I don't know what that was. And that was like a total of like eight seconds that she goes by me how much chaos could happen in that amount of time? Like it's so worth it to us to be in our phones, you know, responding to somebody's text message or, I mean, if you're in your phone and you're on social media and you're driving down the road, then you suck. You suck big, big time. But um, replying to a text message or opening up your email or um, accessing a voicemail, like all of those things, you have the ability to pull your vehicle over on the side of the road in a parking lot. If you're on the freeway and it's like a dire emergency, then you can get off of the freeway, but there's no reason. Now, if you're doing a map, like you're using, cause back in the day, all my, all my older listeners will remember this. Well, some of you might even be older, older. So we used to have the Thomas guide, but Back in the day when like the internet was first a thing, you would go to MapQuest. That's M-A-P-Q-U-E-S-T. You type in your address and where you're coming from, and it would print out basically what you see on like Google Maps. You could print out a physical map, and then it would print out the written directions of your rights and your lefts and how many miles and everything. And um, so that's something that we used to look at in the vehicle before that all my uh, Thomas guide people. If you know what a Thomas guide is, raise your hand. And if you know how to use a Thomas guide, raise both of your hands. Those things are tricky. And when you figure out how to use them, it's amazing. And I'm assuming by now, Thomas guide is probably like a digital thing, but I don't even know if you can buy updated ones because they're making, like I said, since we've, we've, had this house that we're living in now we have owned it for almost seven years and there's been at least one new road put out and i don't know or built and i don't know how often thomas guide updated their stuff so anyways that's where we live now we live in a community where people don't seem very happy and i know that it's not my job because we all know this as a human being it is nobody's job to make yourself happy. It is not a comedian's job. It's not the retailer at the store selling you stuff or your husband or your wife. Um, there's definitely those like expectations of how people should behave, right? There's those kind of things. But we people, listen, we the people, <laughs> we are responsible for our own happiness. So if you wake up in the morning and life is just shitty, then, you know, so be it. But that's our job. That's our responsibility to make ourselves happy. So I'm going to end with that. 
it, I am stoked. I have this new space to record and I hope that I am going to keep up weekly like I've promised in the past. Um, but just remember, you know, always remember this. Be kind to your future self.